For more than 65 years, Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital, has been meeting our community's health care needs. And we are proud to present the Healing Podcast. Here's Bill Klaproth. We hear about hacking and identity theft all the time. So when it comes to your information, what do you need to know? Joining us with tips on how to keep your information secure at home is Jason Johnson, Manager of Information Security and Customer Experience at Marin General Hospital. Jason, so good to talk to you. Thanks for your time today. So when it comes to information, what info is most important that we should worry about protecting at home? Well, hey, Bill. Yeah, thank you, and happy to be here and uh, and give these tips to the audience. So, you know, there's two big categories of information that are most valuable, and the first of that is obviously healthcare information, and any health data, any of your medical records, anything like that is really juicy information that hackers and other bad actors are really looking to get. And one of the reasons they're looking to get it is, is not just simple identity theft, but they're looking to kind of take it to the next level and do things like bill Medicare and insurance companies for false claims. So that's the first category of information. That's obviously what my day job is spent protecting. Uh, the second category is financial information, and really for the same reasons, identity theft, fraud, um, things like that. So how do you know if your medical information has been hacked? Well, it's really hard to tell. There's a lot of places on the dark web that, that things are posted and things like that. There's a couple of websites that you can go to uh, to see if any of your information has been caught up in breaches. One of them is haveibeenowned.com. So it's have I been owned, but it's with a P, uh, P-W-N-E-D.com. And you can actually type in your email address in there and it shows if any of your email addresses um, have been part of any major breaches, both for healthcare information or financial information. So I hear that term all the time. I think I know what it is. Just for our listener, what is the dark web? Just so we understand what that is. So the the dark web is uh, a part of the internet that's not indexed by search engines like Google and Bing and Yahoo. You have to use a specially configured browser and service to get to it. And it's basically the back alleys of the internet where all the people are trading stolen information, buying weapons, buying drugs, things like that. It's where the bad dudes hang out. (laughs) Exactly right. So when it comes to our home, how do we keep it secure? I mean, we have Wi-Fi networks all throughout our homes and we're on social media. We're using apps. Jason, help us out here. How do we protect ourselves at home? Well, there's a couple of key things to do at home. The first one would be to make sure your Wi-Fi has a password. It used to be a lot more challenging to put a password on your Wi-Fi, but it's much easier now. For instance, if you have Comcast at home, as many do, um, you can just log into your Comcast account, go to your account settings, and there's a, a button for your Wi-Fi password right there. So be sure to change that from the default. All routers now come with passwords, but the defaults are out there online, not even just on the dark web. You can literally just Google them and find all the default passwords. So be sure to change that. Uh, The second big thing would be to not use the same password for all of your different accounts. I know it can be tempting to use, you know, two or three different passwords for the 50 or 60 accounts that any of us have, but it's really not the best practice because 
as you've seen, if one big account, for instance, LinkedIn got hacked last year, if one big corporation like that gets hacked, all the passwords are out there on the internet. The first thing that hackers are going to do is use those stolen usernames and passwords and try them on any other service they can think of. So I know it can be hard to remember 60 different passwords. That's why it would be a great idea to use something like LastPass or Keeper. And those are encrypted applications that can go on your smartphone. Uh, It's basically like an encrypted notepad. And you download it, you use your uh, one big password to get into that app, and then you can write down all your other passwords for all your other accounts. And you can even randomly generate a really secure password, you know, this kind of long string of numbers and letters. So by doing that, if if one of your accounts is breached, it doesn't mean all of your accounts are breached. And the last big thing to do at home would be to turn on what's called two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication. And essentially what this does is instead of just requiring a simple password, um, it's also when you go to log into, say, your Gmail account, it's also going to send a text to your phone with a six-digit number that you need to type in. So even if someone got your username and even if someone got your password, unless they've got a hold of your cell phone, they're not going to actually be able to get into the account. So those are the three major things. I love that. That is such good advice. So change uh, default passwords uh, and don't use the same passwords for all of your accounts. Uh, Use a company like LastPass or Keeper and turn on two-factor authentication. So that's great info for Wi-Fi. What about our cell phones, which we have, seems like, surgically attached to our hips? How do we protect ourselves with our iPhones and Galaxies and LGs, and how do we do that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, the big the big thing is you got to remember that your cell phone is, isn't just a cell phone anymore. It's a computer. It can be hacked, it can get viruses, and it can be exposed in the same way that your computer can. So the first and simplest thing is just have a password on there. And, you know, every major manufacturer has a different way of doing it. You could use your, your face with the new Apple phones. You can use your fingerprint. Um, you can use a, a pattern or a, a number or an alphanumeric phrase. But whatever it is, get a password on on there. The second thing is you could explore having antivirus software on your phone. It's not a bad idea. There's a lot of good uh, options out there that are cheap and effective. And, and what they'll do is it'll monitor the connections. It'll look for viruses on the phone. It'll look for possible phishing attempts, things like that. Another really important point is to turn off things like Bluetooth and Wi-Fi when you're not using your phone. If Bluetooth is turned on, and it is by default in most cases, and you're walking down the street, uh, somebody could potentially connect. There's a lot there's not a lot of security around some of the Bluetooth. So someone could connect to your phone and, you know, suck all the information right out of it. Uh, same thing with Wi Fi, same thing with AirDrop and other file sharing things on the Apple and, and Android phones. Uh, a lot of this stuff is turned on by default and you don't realize that you're basically having your phone out there advertising, hey, look at me. I've I've I can share. What have you got to share? And until you set up those security features, you're really exposed. Again, more great tips. Have a password, install antivirus software, and turn off Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Let me see. I'm going to have to get the old phone out and do that right away. So let's move on then, Jason, to social media. What about that? Is that something uh, we should be concerned about, or can you help us with tips on that? Social media is just becoming another avenue for attackers to get into uh, your accounts. And you've seen people's Facebook accounts get hacked. You've seen people's other social media accounts get hacked and send out phishing emails and and malicious links. So really, the same rules apply to social media as they do to email and other things. Really, just be, uh, be vigilant with 
what you're seeing. You know, think before you click. If you're suddenly getting a weird message from one of your friends or one of the folks you haven't talked to in a while, think about it for a second and, and think to yourself, is that really something that that person would be sending? One of my favorites that I saw sent via Facebook was actually from one of my friends' accounts that got compromised, and it said, uh, hey, uh, Jason, I, I'm actually stuck in London. Uh, my bank accounts got frozen, and now I can't get back to the country. Uh, give me a call on this on this number. I've, I've been able to borrow someone's cell phone because uh, I really need $500 to get back. And it was really strange. And it, you know, for a second there, you're, you're worried about your friend. But then you think about it for a second. It's like, wait a minute, they didn't tell me they were going to London. And you know, this would be weird. You know, there there'd be other ways to get out of there. So a lot of people fall for that. But it just takes a little bit of critical thinking to realize that it's a scam think before you click love it okay exactly. Jason. last thing so if we feel we've been hacked or compromised what should we do that's a great question because there's a bunch of different things you can do. It really depends on what you think has been compromised. The first step to do would always be change your passwords. Go into the accounts. Don't use a forgot password link necessarily, but sign into the account yourself and go to the settings page and change the password. That's going to be the biggest thing. There's also going to be an option, usually on most accounts, to sign out of everything. So, for example, if you were already signed into your email account on your phone, maybe the hacker was too. So you changing your password isn't necessarily going to sign that person out. So be sure to change your password, sign out of all devices and everything. There's going to be a button in there for that. If you're worried about potential fraud or something like that, obviously report that to the vendor whose account you was compromised. I got my PayPal account stolen not too long ago and just called them up and said, hey, I got some fraudulent charges on here. They investigated it and wiped them out. The other thing to do is the Department of Homeland Security has what's called the Cyber Emergency Response Team, and you can look them up. They've got some really great home tips, and then they've got also some email addresses and phone numbers to call where you can report fraudulent activity on your account, and they can also provide you some more resources if you think you're part of a bigger problem. Well, Jason, you are a wealth of information, and thank you so much for your tips today. For more information, please visit MarinGeneral.org. That's MarinGeneral.org. This is The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin General Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. And for more information, go to MyMarinHealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.